This awesome Geeks Radio program is brought to you by Trek Off the Motion Picture. That's right, Trek Off the Motion Picture at trekoffmovie.com. Go right now while you're listening to trekoffmovie.com and watch the trailer, the very first trailer for Trek Off the Motion Picture. Then you can link to our Facebook there. Then you can link to our podcast there. And then you can copy trekoffmovie.com and send it out to your Facebook. Send it out to your Twitter. Send it everywhere you know to let people know that this summer, Trek Off the Motion Picture picture will be a reality go to trekoffmovie.com that's trekoffmovie.com warning the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language so listener discretion is advised it's time for trek off benedict cumberballs welcome to trek off my name is just and my name is alexia and today we are talking about all sorts of stuff, um, but of course the biggest thing is going to be, let's just let the cat out of the bag because everybody already knows that we have released the first trailer for Trek Off the Motion Picture. Hooray! Yeah, and we're totally going to talk about that, but first let's talk about cheese nips. Um, <laughs> but first, let's talk, about, let's talk about the really important things. Like well, there, there, are, you know, there are things that are important in this world, and you need to realize this. I know. Um, no, you're among, not wrong. I'm just uh, um, among those things are faith and family. And cheese nips. And um, cheese nips. Now, I have not always been a fan of the cheese nips. I'm a cheese it guy, and I'm a flavored cheese. I am cheese definitely it. a cheese it person. I'm like, if you give me, like, you hand me either a cheese nip or a cheese it, I'm not gonna eat the cheese nip. I'm gonna eat the cheese it. So here's the thing: I became a huge fan of flavored cheese its um, Specifically, I like their hot and spicy. And then I also, um, yeah, you're I like also... Mr. A. He likes the weird shit. Like, I just want my stuff to be cheesy. And hey, there's a train yeah. going through your house. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, Did I and not that, mention that I live that I live on the Orange Express? But they've also managed they've also managed with like the cheddar like flavors like the enhanced cheddar cheddar they make it really really cheesy. Um, I'm finding first of all that the cheese nips are much sort of flakier and and almost better tasting than an original cheese it. Like the original cheese it no. lately lately for me has been a little too crunchy, whereas this is maybe a little. Oh a little, my lord. <laughs> Well, no. Let me let, <laughs> listen let me, to you. A little too crunchy. Well, so the cheese nib is falling. While it's the shape of a cheese, it it's almost uh-huh. the consistency of a better cheddar. Uh-huh. So, so kind of it's flaky. <laughs> here's here's what you and I were suggesting. I wanted to hand you a cheese nib through. So when we do this, we're on Google Hangout, um, and we really have to do a live. It should be today because like sometimes you just like look like you like crawled out of bed and you're like Bleh, and we're doing it, and you don't ever want anyone to see it because you're not looking your best. But you look. <laughs> You look great today. Oh, you look spectacular you. today. Um, I put a whole I, lot of effort into this. Let's go see if we have any of our two friends online. Nope, none of our two friends exist right now for us to invite to be part. So, oh, oh well, really? it's just the two of us today. Um, so I suggested we'll somehow. I suggested that um, I should give you a cheese nip, and you're like, oh, I'd really like one. And then I tried to give you one through the webcam that we can see each other on. <laughs> And it didn't work. It didn't. Yeah, no, it was just complete failure. Which and, you, and, you, and you were like, you were like, oh, that would totally be the next step. And that's when it occurred to me that if somehow it managed to be that I could like put my hand through the screen and give you a cheese nip, it would be like two months before that like sexual practice was found there. Or it'd be like, like <laughs> here, now it's, put your hand through the screen and jerk me off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's in, that's the inevitable thing that happens with any innovation. I, I feel like it's like, and how does this applicable with sex? Have like, you looked at Have you looked at the indie games on Xbox 360? 
that are available on Xbox, the indie games that exist? Yeah, I mean, I've looked at them on, on occasion, they, absolutely. They have, they have one that's basically, and it's in the indie game section, called, like, Remote Massager. Stop where, it. You're full the, of shit, they do not. <laughs> where the person on one end has their controller, and then you have your controller, and they can they can speed up or slow down the controller that you have You're in case you need a, a nice neck. No, it's there. In case you need a nice, soothing neck massage or something. You're full um, of shit. No, I'm not. so full I'm not of shit. And you say shit that's totally ridiculous with like true. complete and utter like, like dead pettedness. Like it's true. There are like four of them. There are like four. Oh, there are. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's absolutely true. <laughs> um, and and I love how the whole idea is that like it's like in case oh if you're far away and the, like your friend wants to give you a nice back massage, <laughs> like no, I want my friend. To... <laughs> And then you think of the shape of the Xbox controller, and you know you know that like one side's going in. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 awful. It's terrible. I disagree with this as a concept. I I am I am I am morally aplomb about it. I don't know if I'm using aplomb appropriately. I don't think that is the. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm 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 I am ethically persistent on that. <laughs> words. Just using whatever word. Persistent, maybe consistent. Consistently, but persistently. How is it any different than porn? I mean, it's just a little bit more interactive. I know. It's just weird though that it's like. That's like. Yeah. I mean, that's like those panties. You've seen that, right? Like where you get like the vibrator yeah, panties. But it's like Xbox Live. I mean, that's a remote, and you can like give it to you know whomever. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I want to know if there's like like connect capabilities on this thing. Oh, so here's the thing. I do know. I do know yeah. that that people have been able to use like the connect, like to like sort of hack an Xbox and use the connect like with their PC to like do stuff. So like, like what? It, I don't know, but like I wouldn't. I guess what I'm saying is I would not be surprised. If some of the applications of said stuff, because well, it, it would seem like, like in a like, sexual manner, <laughs> like some take, sort of a sexual avenue. You take the you take the the controller part, right, where you can control the controller. Um, on the other side, it would seem to me that it would be very easy with the Kinect to open up like a little web window, like the kind we're using right mm -hmm. now. Um, like it would seem like that would be an obvious thing to add to your indie personal massager game. <laughs> So you can show the person on the other end, you know, where on your neck you, know, where you need on massaging. your neck that you're needing massaging. Yeah, it's you know? just like, oh, right here, oh, there you right go. right there, right there. Because um, so, so. <laughs> you know how people use webcams for, for sure. Uh, well, yeah, but that's but that's webcams. That's not like, like it seems like... How is like, it any different? Like, that's what I'm saying. Much. Like, any application that comes up, like, any new innovation or way that we are, you know, further connected, right? Like, we use that for sex. Like, kind well, of... And, and I get that people use computers for porn, and you, we can you know, argue to a blue in the face whether or not that's right or whether or not that's wrong, and we won't get into that discussion. But we will say that somehow the Internet wasteland available on computers has always seemed like fair game for that. But Xbox seemed to be like it's a kid's playground. Like it's... it's it's not a kid's play. It's not, no, like, we're not, it's not like we're talking about the 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 Wii or the Wii U. Like okay. I feel like that is definitely more. Like, it's not a kid's playground. It's like going to a Dave no. and Buster's. Like it's not like like it's it, they're they like if you go into the Xbox videos, like they have not. There's no porn there. You know, it's like sure. it's the worst you're gonna get is Cinemax style on there. So like it's 
but that's like you know solid and but you can get R-rated movies like Yeah, but that's but that's R-rated. That's the thing. This is this is now going blatantly to, you know. Ah, but see that's the thing, right? Cuz it's only blatant to you and me, right? Like I think back to all the stuff like when I was a kid that like I just didn't even remotely get. You know, like it's so interesting. We have no idea. Like I used to, you know, as a little girl run around singing I want to touch myself. Having no idea what that even means, <laughs> like you know well, what I'm saying. I, th I think. Well, I think that you're also like, and I, as a father, you know, this this scares me a little bit that that everybody have that. Like, it doesn't matter how good of a parent I am. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't. My my parents were strict. My parents were strict, but I had the friend who had the Playboys. You know, oh, yeah. by, by like four by like fourth grade, I had, that shit. You know. Yeah. He only had the Playboys. There was nothing but Playboys. But I had a, the friend who had the Playboys, or I had the friend who, you know, parents didn't lick up the wine or something, or lock up, lick up. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, uh, their parents didn't lock up the wine or whatever. And so, like, I can only imagine by like fourth graders now are still going to have that friend. And I and I've been like, well, I'm not getting like an iPhone for my for my kids until they're like, you know you know, 16, and I'm not getting, you know, I'm not letting them have Facebook accounts until the, but the fact is, is they're going to be able to go over to some friend's house. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, it doesn't matter how much I restrict them, they will find a way around me if they're half as clever as I was. So, like, I just, I'm going to have to deal with the fact that my kids are going to be watching porn by the time they're 10. Yeah. And there's, there's almost nothing I can do about it. Yep. I mean, it's like, just, I mean, that's why I guess... Like I can keep it out of my house, and I can I can yeah, try and, I, and be careful with the friends. But like, there's always the Eddie Haskell. Someone out there has parents that thinks they're a really good kid, you know? Like there's just like like <laughs> I had I mean, a friend. They really make them a bad kid because they're you know exploring stuff, like because they're curious. Yeah, but it, yeah, it doesn't make them a bad kid. But I mean, you know, I let's not pass judgment on kids as good or bad. But there's the good kids and the bad kids in terms of who you want your kids to hang out with, and. Like if we were to look at my my best friend um, through much of my life, um, who I'm very 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 close with still, um, and who went to Bible college and he ended up you know went to youth ministry and it, like he's a this is a guy solid like Christian dude right, but sixth grade seventh grade no he was a kleptomaniac. <laughs> like, like he had he had you know parents who were missionaries and were you know just a perfect family. But you got him away from his parents, and he was just like, let's steal shit. Of course <laughs> he was, because he had the perfect little family. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's what like, I'm saying. There would be there would be no safer person on paper for my parents to have 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 paired me up with. Like sure. no one. He should have been the safest. And in fact, he was always like against like porn and sex stuff, and that's great. But. You know, I the first time I ever got like semi arrested was with him for stealing. <laughs> semi arrested. That's I, it's a long story. We store we stole stuff from uh, Bush Gardens. Um, from Bush Gardens. Yeah. Well, we lived in Williamsburg and we had seasons passes and we used to steal. Like, like granted, we stole probably twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff back when we were twelve. Um, what, would you, what are you even stealing? I don't understand. What do you steal? Oh, like we would steal, like we would steal stuff from like comic book shows that came into malls, and we would steal stuff from, you know, little conventions and stuff like that that would come through the local mall, and we would constantly steal from, uh, from Seven Eleven and stuff. We actually stole something that worth 
ended up being worth tons. We stole every single copy of Uncanny X-Men 248, which was Jim Lee's first uh, X-Men uh, that he drew. So we each had like 20 copies of it, and each one of them ended up being worth like $100 later. Are you um, serious? The height of the comic book boom, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, so it just like... like that's so funny. Yeah, no, see, I never did anything like that. I never. I was well, a perfect so, child. So we we got more and more and more and more daring. And one day we were wearing because it was you know late eighties, um, shorts and tank tops, running around in flip flops, um, and uh, and we decided to steal a pair of chattering teeth from the Bush Gardens magic store. Um, <laughs> That's a really low key thing. That's a, that was really not bound about drawing. Having uh, having having no having no uh, pockets. Like we didn't have pockets. We didn't have anywhere to put it. So we get out. We think we're all bad. And of course we realize we're being followed. We start running. We know the park better than anyone. Like we knew Bush Gardens like the back of our hand. We knew every nook and cranny. We were there three times a week for wow. three years. And we knew every nook and cranny of the park. We thought we'd gotten away. Finally, security guards get us because you can't get away. You know, because we're because we're eleven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then pull us back. We we live in 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 Williamsburg, and I believe our zip code was two three one eight five. Um, and and so so they pull us up. You know, ask us our names. We're very good about that. My name's Jason Tulaney. Um, <laughs> Derek Stevenson over here. Um, they go they go. Where do you live? And I go Virginia Beach. And they go they go. What's your zip code? Oh. Um. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I totally live here. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah. Now, luckily, this guy, ended up, he ended up being a really, like, he's a great guy, solid dude, um, just, like, about the greatest guy you can meet, this this guy. But at the time, um, there was, it was not safe for me to go hang out with him. And I feel like now, with technology, fucking, like, they're going to be listening to our show, and they shouldn't be listening to our show. <laughs> Fourth graders, turn off our show. Turn it off right now. Turn it off right now. See, I just feel like it, like you should let that kind of free you. You know what I mean? Like, like accept that there's actually nothing that you can do to like stop them from experiencing things. That yeah, but you know what? It's... Happen. And I'm not saying that means you should go take him to see a porno when he, you know, grows, you know, to be 12 or whatever. But I'm saying like. Yeah, but it won't be 12. It'll be like nine, and I they're know. just not I know. mentally able to process that. I mean, it's it's it's. it's what I'm saying shitty. is like you can. It, it's shitty, but like your your options are to like freak out and like be ultra strict, which in my experience makes them go the other way. Like yeah, no, I think I mean the I freakiest think... people I know had like really strict parents, and it's like because as soon as they, you know what I mean, as soon as they get away from that shit, they are ready. Like and and on the flip side, I had a, you know a friend who, like their parents would like you know the kind that would like smoke a doobie with them when they were in you know high school or whatever, like and it was no big deal, and doesn't you know care what like not really into like exploitative sex and drugs and rock and roll, like because that stuff wasn't bad or not okay, like. It didn't have any appeal. Right? Yeah, I, I like, think like, I think that ultimately, I think the best way to do it is just to explain the values. You know, explain the explain the reason why the values exist. You know, you know, sure. try and do my best to to impart my values, and at the same time, you know, explain sort of the logical reasons behind my values. Like, I don't think it's good to just have values because you have values, sure. but to go, you know, 
You know, don't go, don't go sleep around because you're either gonna fuck with yourself, or you're gonna go fuck with that other person, or possibly that other person's gonna get married to someone and it's gonna fuck with them. So, like, so, like, you know, be careful. Like, guard your heart. Guard your heart and look out for other people's hearts. And I think if you just start with that as a basis, you're gonna end up with a fairly decent human being on the other side. Sure. Like. like like, whether it has, to do, like, like, whether that has to do with do, sex or life or being mean or right, whatever it is. All you can is. do is try to impart what you know of life yeah. and, like, trust. At some point, trust your kid to, like, make some of the mistakes they got to make, but then, like, do the right thing, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Just come yeah. out of, come, like, come out at, like, 23 and be okay. Exactly. Like, go, 13, 10 years of what the fuck, and then let's see how you end up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Star Trek, man. All right, um, man. Well, first of all, let's talk about our trailer. We released a trailer, guys. We did. Go to trekoffmovie.com right now. The site is live, and you, you'll see our trailer right there. And uh, and you can like our, our Facebook, and you can subscribe to the podcast, all from trekoffmovie.com. So you will notice, if you already do like us on Facebook, that we've changed our logo on Facebook. Everything on Facebook now is about Trek Off the Motion Picture, and will be for a while. Um, <laughs> Because that's the big thing that's happening, which doesn't mean that the show is always going to be about it, um, but it will today because I made a trailer. What what do you think? Do you like it? I think it's fun. I really, really like it. And it I don't was, know if you want to spoil it, but like the... Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we assume that... So, so uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to be spoiled on the narrator for our trailer, um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, John Bailey Crumpton, the uh, voice of Honest Movie Trailers. Uh, does our narration for it's us? It's so fucking great. He's um, so stellar. <laughs> and we and, and I feel like you know it's I I I have rarely spent this long on a trailer. I spent a good fucking like uh, probably twenty hours on it. Just wow. Cutting, cutting it and then and I cut it and I thought it was good and then I got a bunch of notes and then I had to recut it and then had to up the energy and blah 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 blah. No, that's why and I was like, don't listen to me because like the first time I'm like, that's pretty great. That's I'm like I'm like that's awesome. I like like it's yeah, like but, no no and then and then you're like no seriously it's so much better. I'm like I don't, I don't know how it could be better. It's pretty great. And then like I'm like okay no I know what you mean now. Like, <laughs> and it's funnier now and it's yeah it, it captures like, what the movie will be in the show. But it's hard because like the fact is is there's no movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so like, like that's, that's the, the, we have all the footage, but not even all the footage because we're going to be performing at AwesomeCon. Hey, we're going to be performing at AwesomeCon awesome in, like, in like 11 days. I um, know. 11 days I'm from excited. the recording. So Saturday, what is that? Saturday the 19th? The Saturday 19th. the 20th? 19th. Saturday, Saturday the, the 19th. 19th at like 4.30 um, at, uh, at the DC Convention Center at AwesomeCon. There's going to be a live trek off and we'll probably shoot it and it'll probably be in the movie. So like, like, we're not even done shooting, um, <laughs> but uh, but the good news is is you know just to let everyone be up on where we are is that we're looking. I'm looking to make a movie that's between like 75 and 85 minutes long, um, or less than an hour and a half. Um, we <laughs> we have if you count all the shows that we shot and the shows were good. We shot a bunch of good shows and all the interviews we did. You're looking at like man, we were looking at like seven or eight hours. Of, so much. Of, of usable material. It's not like when like when you're shooting a movie and you go seven, eight hours of footage, that's nothing. You get that. a lot of it's repetitive. You know, yeah. a lot of it's like the same take. Well, this not the is, same take, but the same scene or the same yeah. whatever, but like, you know, 30 takes of it. Yeah, this is seven or eight hours of usable stuff. Like if I, I could make a three-hour film and it would be really funny, but for to keep the attention of people who've never listened to this show, 
it will be yeah, like an, hours it, will be difficult, I think. Be like. So I think what I will do, I think what we should do is when we do finally release the film on Blu-ray or DVD or however however we release it, we should do the uh, we should do the movie, and that's what we'll try and get released on VOD and onto to Hulu and Netflix and all that sort of stuff. But then releases extra features like all the shows that we did. Yeah, so like, like all that shit. Like twelve hours, like like one disc for the movie and three discs of extras. <laughs> three discs of extra. Um, or what we do is we do like the captains close up, or we release the movie and then we have a web series made out of the the shows the too. Because yeah, um, we'll cut all those together. So that's what's happening with the movie. But um, watch the trailer, trackoffmovie.com. Um, I know we have new subscribers right now, probably people who've seen the trailer who have now jumped onto the podcast. So hello. Yeah. And welcome. Um, let's talk about some Star Trek. Okay. Star Trek. I have restarted Deep Space Nine. Okay. Um, which, which you remember, anyone who listened like a year ago, realized I ended Deep Space Nine about a year ago. Um, and I was like, I'm watching. You watch series. it every year. Is that like what you do? Like, um, you know, I no, it'll take me well more than a year to watch it. Um, but like, I just like I was gonna do original series, and I watched a couple of episodes, but I, I wasn't able to do it, man. I wasn't able what to do it. What the fuck is wrong with I you? Got like three episodes in, and I was like, oh I just my wanted God, to watch it. It's so fucking good. Like, what is wrong in your brain pan? I get I that really it's good. Know. I believe you that it's good, and and I like it. It's just that there, you know what it is. It's uh, and I'll, and I'll explain exactly how it is. Uh, if you were to take me to um, like a buffet, like a really really good buffet, not like a shitty buffet, but like 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 if you were to take me to one of those like like a Vegas buffet where every station is made by a gourmet chef. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Vegas? No, sadly not yet. So they they have the buffets there. Oh, I've heard about the food. Like my sister yeah. when she went, she and she's not into like entertainment or like stuff, but she was like. The food, like so, and because, and it's all cheap because they want you to gamble. Well, so, so, like, so here's here's the thing about the buffet specifically, and you can even get that here in the D.C. area, like in Charlestown. It's it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Um, but in in Vegas, they will have each buffet station, like in the in the Chinese food buffet station, there'll be a Chinese dude cooking there fresh in front of you and putting out each dish as he finishes it into the buffet. Go to the Italian part, there's an Italian dude cooking Italian food and putting it out into the buffet. It's not like there's a bunch of people in the back at, you know, country cooking just slopping right. stuff out. Whatever They're that ever, what is that place? The Old Country Buffet. Yes, yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's this is this is like every single station is being made fresh as you watch by experts in their field. Um and so when I think about watching the original series, it's going to be good. I get that it's good, but at the same Trek buffet, I've always got DS9 there. I've always got it there. So so I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of of Italian food. I enjoy Italian food. I'll get if there's a, an Italian station, I will probably get a slice of pizza. I might see what's there. I might even load up my plate with the Italian food. But if there's a good Mexican station and a good sushi station and a good Chinese sta- station, I'm probably not going to load up my plate with the Italian food. And that's what the original series is to me. The fact is, DS9 is my favorite. And if I'm going to be watching something and it's always kind of in the background because it's like it's while I'm taking care of the baby, um, I'm going to watch. You know, my Mexican food, which is... the Deep Space Nine is Mexican food, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what you're trying uh, to say is, what the moral of this story is, is that Deep Space Nine equals Mexican food. Okay. That, that, that being said, I had a shitty taquito today. 
Um, because <laughs> I watched the episode where Q shows up on Deep Space Nine. Oh, jeez. What a piece of crap that is. I mean, <laughs> honestly, honestly, it was called Q-less, which is better than the original episode title, which was shit on a stick. Stop. Uh, uh, we've, we've discussed this before, how the, the woman who plays Vosh, you remember Vosh? Yep. Um, how she's okay in everywhere else you see her, and even in most of the episodes she's okay, but there's this shot, and I defy you not to watch this episode again, where Q says, <laughs> Q essentially says, remember that bug bite you got? This is what would have happened if I didn't save you. And she gets a little like more decrepit and a little more decrepit, and then there's this shot where she goes into, like, I, I don't even want to use the term, but it's from, uh, it's, it's, it's from Tropic Thunder. She goes full retard, um, which I don't approve of the term. At all, but she's basically having epileptic seizures, shaking her hands. Um, I can't just—I can't articulate how bad the acting is. Is that her, her fault, though? Like, do we blame? I gotta, her? I gotta imagine it's not. Like, I, I gotta imagine it's not because I don't like Cisco in it. I don't like Q in it. I don't like Bashir in it. I mean, people I usually like are just kind of horrible. Oh, the only person who's really solid is Chief O'Brien. Who's just always really solid. Yeah, I mean, because he's um, just being Chief O'Brien. Like, I was—you know—it's funny, like. I like randomly, you know, in the new show that I'm in, I've I've been, you know, Star Trek came up backstage as it does, and like we were talking about, you know, who likes what, and Deep Space Nine came up, <laughs> and um, you know, it was like it's the most underrated, and I was like, I, you know what, I and I feel like I could see that. You know what I mean? Like there's a like that there's a lot of people that you know either hated or weren't on board because of the change, and then like if you watch it though and you get through it, like you realize that it's it's good, like it is good Star Trek. I mean, you got to get through the first season. But what he, yes, and that's what he said. Like my friend, he was like, my friend Matt, he was like, I I just tell people don't watch the first season. <laughs> He's like, because because yeah, it's crap. You can't though. I mean, here's the thing: the first season works really well in a rewatch. It's really interesting when you know what everyone. But if you've never from. seen it, like if you're if you're trying to get somebody to watch it, yeah. like he's like, just don't watch, don't watch the first season, just don't do it. Like and, go back and watch it as a prequel. Yeah, like watch about. it later, and then it'll be fine. And like he says that maybe the reason it did so well, like it's the other person that was in the conversation said that it was because it was the least Trek of the Treks, and I'm like. I'm not sure that I agree with that. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's pretty Star Trek. Like, but well, I guess... What is Star Trek? What is the definition of... But I guess of it's like, it's not, like, I think it's the only... I think it's probably the Star Trek that is the the least episodic in nature. Sure. And like, it's the it's, darkest. And it's the darkest, and it's the most militaristic, probably. And it has less traveling, less actual And trekking. it has less actual trekking, you know? Um, okay, so I get it, actually. Like, but, maybe it is... But it's but, political... Like, like and he was like, like it's more the, political and I'm like I don't know that it's more political. No, like, I think it is. I think it. I mean, I think that the, what DS9 does um, is that it explores the Trek universe, the it explores the existing Trek universe more than any other show did. So, where Next Gen introduced the Cardassians and introduced the Bajorians and introduced. You know, the new Klingons and introduced the way Romulans behave now and introduced Q and introduced the Borg and introduced, you know, they introduced a bunch of stuff. Um, DS9 introduced essentially the Dominion, the different races of the Dominion, and not a lot else. Um, what it did do is it took the existing, you have you have the best Klingon episodes are in Deep Space Nine. The best Ferengi episodes are in Deep Space Nine. The best Bajoran in Deep well, Space I mean, Nine. I mean, I think that's the... 
really the only time you get to know the Ferengis a lot, I would say, is in sure. Deep Space Nine. You sure, know but, what I mean? Like, and that's and that's and same with the Cardassians. I mean, the Cardassians have some good stuff, and and Chain of Command might be the best. But I mean, they like Dukat is the best. Cardassian there is. Martok is the best Klingon there is. I would dare say that, that Quark is the best Ferengi there is. I would say that, like, you go across the board and the best everything there is is on Deep Space Nine because instead of going and discovering, you know, the man and the woman who are the, new o- stuff. the only survivors on the planet and let's spend the entire time talking about them, it's all about exploring the Trek universe that already exists. It goes, we've established everything. Now let's really get into the meat and potatoes of what makes this universe work. So in some ways, it is the most Trek. Like almost everything I know about the Trek universe comes from DS9. Hmm. I don't know about almost everything, but it definitely does expand. It does expand on a lot of stuff. Like I hear what you're yeah. saying. Like like the other ones, and that's what I'm saying. Like because they're sort of episodic in nature, I feel like, and because they're exploring, like as a virtue of that, like what happens is you're like the part that I like about it, you know, one of the parts I like about it is meeting the new species, you know, is is learning new stuff and finding new things. And I think that Deep Space Nine, because it was more of a of a space station, so it wasn't, you know, about going to new locales all the time. I think there's but definitely But even then it could it could have been, but then you got into like like okay, when you think about the I Klingons, do think they right? got deeper into what they have. Like we've we've established these races as being, you know, sort of players in, if you will, in the universe. And now we're really gonna, you know, have every so often they still would. They had to defy it. They had to bring that in and sure. so they could like check shit out. But like, it was definitely more of a like, let's flesh out the world we've already got. Yeah, and that and, and that's that deeper. And that's the thing. That's probably why it's my favorite because while while you know the redemption episodes and next gen are great Klingon episodes, I learned so much about the Klingons in DS9. I learned about how I learned about how they get married. I learned about what they what happens to them when they get old. I see a Klingon who has fear. I see a Klingon who's a lawyer. Um, you know what I mean? It's like I see I see Klingons in a totally different light. Same with the Ferengi. I see every walk of Ferengi life from the lowly bartender and even the bartender's assistant all the way up to the head of Ferengi society. I think like like and all the way across the board. Same with the Romulans to a lesser extent. The Bajoran certainly the Cardassians certainly I mean it's just like you get to see um, I, mean, I feel like you don't like I feel like the Romulans still stay fairly shrouded in mystery. I think of all the races that they that are yeah, introduced, no. you get the least. The Romulans are But I think it makes villain. sense though because they're secretive and you know they're not well, exactly they're, ne- they're they're a next gen villain. I mean really you learn everything you learn about the Romulans. You don't really learn much about them in you DS9. Don't. You learn a ton about them through throughout next gen. Believe me, I know. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to learn how to be a Romulan, this is what you do. You watch, uh, you watch three episodes. You watch the episode where Troy gets captured and, and is taught how to behave as a Romulan. And then you watch the Spock episodes, which are on Romulus, that have Picard and Data pretending to be Romulans. So that's a, that's a, it's a good way of, of going, here's how Romulans behave, because they spend a lot of time talking about, here's how you need to behave if you're going to be a Romulan. So when we train to do the Romulan thing, that's the one we watch. It's interesting Likewise. that it's like that. It's it's specific episodes though. Like, I think that's what I mean. Like they they're they're a force or whatever. But like, it's not. They're not. 
they're kind of secretive and mysterious and you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like they do a, a fairly good job of teaching you stuff about them, of having those episodes that are Romulan focused while still keeping their mystique in a way. If that I still sense. feel like they never got their due. I really do. I feel like Nemesis became about Shinzon and the Remans. And I feel like Star oh, yeah, Trek... That was, I did not feel like that was about... And I feel like Star Romulans Trek 09, like, those guys were just like Romulans in name only. Like they, there's nothing about them that screamed Romulan. They just said they were Romulans. That Romulus was destroyed, and Nero wants to blow everyone up. But like they're wearing big fur coats. They're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think I even realized until like partway through. I was like, wait, is he supposed to be a Romulan? Like I don't think it was like you know what I mean. Like just looking at him and what was going on. Like I wasn't able and how to. How he behaved. How everyone behaved. Yeah. How he like, behaved, and it wasn't like, oh, he's totally a Romulan. You know what I mean? Like. Whereas when you see a fucking Klingon, it's last fucking yeah. Klingon. You know, even what I mean? in Star Trek Into Darkness, like they're still they're they may look different. I disagree. Even in Star Trek Into Darkness, I think you had to tell me when we were watching it. I'm like, what the fuck is was he? What is he? And you're like, he's a Klingon. I'm like, no, he's totally just because he has okay. jewelry and no hair. I mean, that's you know, what else? How, how does that make him different than General Chang? You know, who also had an eye patch, which fucking General Chang's awesome because oh, he has yeah, an eye patch yeah. that he bolts fucking on. Right. That is so fucking beast. That is some that is such like that's what I'm saying. Like that's some just like fucking intrigue. Keep in mind this is shit, right? This is the 23rd century. They can clone eyeballs by now, and they have bionic <laughs> eyes by now. So they're like they're like they're like, uh, General, would you like your 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 eye back that you lost? No, no, bolt the fucking thing on. Like Martok doesn't. Martok does it later when he loses an eye. He's like, do you want your eye back? Martok's like, no, fuck you. Take the other one. I don't fucking need it. <laughs> Not my joke. Dennis Leary's joke to everybody who wants to yell at me. Um, but no, I just feel like I feel like DS9 is uh, like it is. It is the show that that when I think about what I like about track, I think about specifically DS9. And and what it and and not just the show and not just the main characters on that show, but like the I think what I learned about the races. You like, like that's the reason you still like the fucking stupid prequels for you know Star Wars is because you're you know so heavily like into the world building. And I really like the world building, but like I'm more on board for the characters, right? So it's like I will watch if I like the characters, I will watch them do anything. You know what I mean? Like I don't even care what they're going to do. Like, I like all that stuff, and it absolutely adds to the experience, but, like, I'm not watching it just for the world building. And I think that when you look at them on paper, like, it, that it totally makes sense, because, like, the original series is about the characters. Like, it's about what they do in these circumstances and the decisions that they make, and there's, you know, certainly political statements and social stuff going on and, like, that sort of thing. And But in, in Deep Space Nine, I think you're getting all that stuff, but it's you know, and it's not that the characters aren't interesting or that they don't develop them, but it's it's more about building a world and then putting those characters in it. You well, know what I, mean? I think like it's sort I, of the opposite. And it's worth it's worth noting that before I, mean, I like Star Wars first, um, but then you know you can't really be that into Star Wars between like 1984 and the advent of everybody having VCRs like 1989. You know. Like before the Star Wars movies were released, you could say I like Star Wars, but you couldn't really experience Star Wars until everybody could get a copy of it on VHS. So that being said, in 1985, I get into X-Men, and I get X-Men 215, and I'm hooked, and I buy all the back issues, and I buy all the forward issues, and then I buy Excalibur, and I buy New Mutants, and I buy. And so when you look at what I was into, um, 
right around middle school and high school and in my formative years, you know, I read X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Excalibur, New Mutants, which then became X-Force, Wolverine, um, and I loved the crossovers. I loved Inferno and Follow the Mutants and like like so if you look at what I liked, um, I liked the continuity mm. and the fact that it all crisscrossed on top of each other. Sure. So so when I'm watching Agents of Shield now and fucking Sif from Thor shows up, I'm like, Oh she was in Thor and sometimes all it takes is a mention, like 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 I I know that you haven't seen Captain America. Um but uh, don't but, spoil so, anything. Don't do it. Not even a There's single thing. There's some reverence. There's some reverence that makes you go ooh and you squee in your pants. I get it. That's yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yes, okay. So that, that's what I'll say. In, <laughs> even in even in the most basic conversation, when they're like, you know, they're yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm with you. Like that stuff delights me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, I'm watching yeah, something and and there's like 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 when he did, you know. When Star Trek came out and there was like a triple in a cage somewhere, like yeah, or like, when or or so like so like, instead of referencing Captain America, let's reference uh let's reference uh Thor the Dark Dark World. She slaps Loki and says that was from that was for New York, you know. Or mm-hmm. here's the thing, here's a a non spoiler thing about Captain America too. You already know Black Widow is in it, like you know that from the trailers that Black Widow is in Captain America too. Um, she was in the Avengers and started out in Iron Man too. I fucking yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. She was in one movie with a totally different protagonist and then was in The Avengers. Now she's over here in this other movie and Coulson's in this movie but now is on this, on this TV show. I mean, it's just great. Yeah, like it's all connected. Like, I do dig that. I like and that's And that's, DS9 was the king of that. And that's why I think it's my favorite because it is, you know, you know, and it is the most comic book. I mean, let's, if you look at how many people on DS9 had powers, um, like no, of one kind or another. Well, and that was look- something we talked about too when 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 we were ta- like like I was saying how like it felt like Bashir like they all of a sudden were like he's all that right and then you know my friend Matt he's like I don't know man because he's like I feel like they peppered things throughout the whole series where he would you know just be a little bit different I'm like I doubt that dude I was like I would no, really let's let's, let's be clear examples. they didn't know and and uh, Alexander City didn't know and he was really <laughs> angry about it. Really? really? Yeah, he was really pissed about it. He was really he was like pissed about it. Well, because he got the script one day and he was like, "Yeah, again, keep in mind this is season six. And right. Like, so, like, as an actor, it's like he's like, oh, wait, what? Information when I was playing my character for yeah. the past six years. Um, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, if you look, and we've said this before, but by the end of DS Space Nine, you know, you know, Worf very briefly, spoiler alert, becomes Chancellor of the of the High Council. In the same, like in pretty much the same episode, that uh, that Nog or, or Rom becomes the head of the Ferengi people. At the same time, that Odo is the most important changeling that exists. At the same time, that Kira has been in a relationship with the most important spiritual person, and also in a romantic relationship with the political head of Bajor. At the same time, that the captain is a god. Like it's just like no, it's just like, ridiculous. Like everyone <laughs> that way. It's just like, like everyone on the show was the most important member of their race. <laughs> like, like, and they were all like, despite this, they all like hung out and went to the holodeck together, and they all just happened to be like. Well, don't you know that's the way these things work? Like they say, when you know, if you surround yourself with successful people, that you'll be successful. So. 
Yeah, but that's the thing, that right? It's like holds true when you look at Deep Space Nine. Yeah, but but if you look at how Rom becomes <laughs> Rom becomes Grand Nagus because his mom, completely separate from anything happening on Deep Space Nine, is in a romantic relationship with the Grand Nagus. Totally separate. To- like you assume that there are like seven billion Ferengi or more, right? And totally separate <laughs> anything happening on Deep Space Nine, the mother of a bartender becomes the most important person in the entire Ferengi Alliance, completely separate from anything that was going on in DS9. I told you, if you surround yourself with successful <laughs> people... Then your mother will just, randomly your date mother the president. Your mother will randomly date the president. Yes! <laughs> That's what happens. Don't That's you amazing. read the self-help books? <laughs> amazing. I don't know if, if Grand Negus appears in the self-help books. There um, should be a self-help Star Trek book, right? Really? Like, like everything I don't have seen the know, poster. Everything, everything I, need I need to know, know I learned from Star Trek. Trek. I've I've seen that and I love that poster. But I want to go deeper. I think there should be like a Trek book. That's balls like, deep, balls deep yes, into Star Trek selfie. That's what we'll like, call it. We'll make it up. We'll make our own. Trek Off presents balls deep in Star Trek self-help. Yes. That's what we'll do. That's yes. All, that's, <laughs> yes. Let's yes. write it. Let's write it and publish it right now. For sure. Cut. Co- copyright 2014 and Light Entertainment Geeks Radio. Check out. Check out. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like this is our fucking proof right here. Right here. Here's we said it right here. That Balls shit would deep. be so much fun, right? Like, like, like our four, our four readers. And then we'll be able to use that Star Trek, like the Deep Space Nine, will be just such a like it, it proves so much about you know thinking positive and surrounding yourself with success and like all that stuff, man. It fucking proves it. If, if rule one, if you're Major Kira, you will either be dating the spiritual head of Bajor, the political head of Bajor, head of Bajor, or the most important changeling in the entire, in the entire Dominion. <laughs> the, in fact, the most important person in the entire <laughs> Dominion, which which rules. The entire Gamma Quadrant, like totally, and you just all you have to do is be Major Kira. Like That's she's right. just she's so hot and mannish that that you have to go after. Except in like season seven where she is actually legitimately hot. Well, I think she's always legitimately hot. I don't know. No, what you're they, about. they don't know what to do with her, and they don't know what to do with her hair in the first like three seasons. You don't fucking hair. She looks like a boy. I told you that I'm gonna like. So, Mr. A has, like, for the longest time, wanted me to get my hair cut really short, like, get it, like, pixied. And I maintain that I don't think I would look good with it um, because I'm uh, large. So, I said, if I get svelte, if I I Wonder Woman my body as I've been, like, we've been going to the gym all the time. I I called you the other day. Here, I'm going to non sequitur real quick. I called you the other day, and you're like, (gasps) I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym. And I'm like, I'm watching TV and drinking. (laughs) What is happening? You're going to the gym? Like, you're the one who would always show up with, like, a Coke and a Subway. you're fucking at the gym, and I'm like sitting Dude, back. I have to. I have to. Like in June, I've got to get on stage, half naked. Like, Which half? I am going to like the bottom half. It's not even the good half. We're not even using my titties. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that, I would get. Where can they see this? With. Where where, where can <laughs> our pervy audience see this? <laughs> and 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 when you take off your drawers, can they yell "Trek off, bitches"? Oh my god. That wouldn't make me break character at all. It actually wouldn't. You want to know? Because I'm fucking beast and I never break. But um, like, what if so, when you took off your drawers, they all started going? <laughs> I don't take oh, off my drawers. Oh, I come on without them on. 
you, you, so you show up. So 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 what if like when you came on without your bottoms, like like you came on and like you're all vaggy and you're Mom, walking around on stage. What what if what if like all I'm the Trek off fans all over the stage? <laughs> Trek off fans like all showed up on the same night and did like a polite golf clap, like. <laughs> just wondering if that's something we should plan for. That'd be pretty funny. You heard it here first. I trek off fans. Um, go find where. What's the name of the play? You don't want to say, do you? <laughs> now I've got to know. You're right. You're, you're like, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm doing this play. I know. Right now, I'm kind of like being secretive about it. <laughs> so, so when the golf clap happens, do you walk off stage and are you upset and distracted? Are you like, well done, good, good on me. Good on me. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I've never had to deal with such a thing. A like, I've never, golf clap. I, yeah, I've never done that, anything like this before. So that's why I'm like, I need to live at the gym. So like, if what I what if it's not a polite golf clap, and what if they like come out with those like poppers you can pull the string on and sense confetti? So the minute you walk on stage, you're like, woo, woo, little like things you go. <laughs> I think my other, I'm pretty sure the other actors in the show would be pretty pissed at me. They'd be like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck? The fuck is with this audience? It's all your fault, Alexia. And everybody denies it. Everybody denies it was them. That, it must have been coming out of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows that glitter does come out of my vag. I mean, why not glitter confetti while we're at it? I mean, It's shit. amazing. It's amazing. It, I, know that, I know that to uh, make ends meet lately, you've gone to the glitter factory and just let them hook up a, ho hook up a hose and a tube. Yeah, you know. I like the glitter. Yeah, I mean, you got to make a living somehow. You know, it's anyway, you were at the gym. So <laughs> I was at the gym. So I was saying if I do get all speltified, if I get where I want to be and I'm like all, you know, not large anymore, I was like, you know what? When that happens, I will cut my hair all like short and pixie and funky. And if it doesn't work, never fucking ask me to do it again. Because <laughs> I don't think it's going to look good. He's convinced though. He's like, it's going to be, and it's so weird to me because my whole life I feel like when like all my guy friends, like in, maybe you can help me out here, but I feel like all my guy friends were always like, no, 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 I love long hair. No, long hair is the best. Not short hair. Like guys like just don't like short hair. They like well, long hair. So like, it's so weird to me that he's just like completely the opposite in that way. Like he wants me to have short hair. I mean, ultimately his opinion is the second most important opinion there is. Absolutely. So, you know, like, I just, I'm just clear. I feel like it's odd, right? Like that's that's a weird way for a guy to be. Like, isn't it? Like, am I just okay, wrong well, no, that no, no, guys no, no. don't tend to like long hair? Like, is no, that I mean, it, I think I think how my it guy goes, friends tended to be that way, or what? I think it has to go with your face and how it goes with your physique and how it goes with the way you look. I mean, I think that certain hairstyles are good for certain people and certain I things. I do too. Um, like you know that I'm a giant Esri Dax fan. Um, I do. Gosh, I know and, you and, are. And I and so part of the reason I love her hair. I love her little boy cut, um, and I love her little mole, and I just think she's really cute as a Well, she's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I think short hair is for, like, like when you're a cute little tiny petite thing, or if you're Brigitte Nielsen in, you know, fucking... Yo, I don't even go for that. I don't even go for that. I didn't like Tasha Yar's hair. Um, oh, I did. I thought it um, worked for Tasha. I didn't. I didn't. I thought that I thought it, that it was specifically to, to man her up, and that's how I feel. I didn't like uh, T'Pol's hair uh, until it got a little longer, and I didn't like Kira's hair. But for whatever reason, um, you know, Esri's hair did work. Uh, I'm trying See, to think I liked of, uh, Kira's hair when it was more short. Like I didn't like it when it was like kind of almost shoulder length, 
Like, I didn't think that looked as good as when it was, like, you know, really just short and, like, fierce. Yeah, but the thing is, is, is the thing that, the reason Kira needed it, she needed to make her fierce because if you've seen Nana Visitor, she's not fierce at all. No. She's totally musical theater diva. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what she's like. She's yeah. not fierce. Um, you were fierce. I am. But you're a, you're a, a fierce personality. And I don't think you need extra fierce. Um, <laughs> I really like your hair now, honestly. But that's me. Um, my opinion doesn't matter in this debate. <laughs> Ultimately, it's 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 uh, you need to balance how you feel about how you look and how you feel knowing that the person who looks at you the most feels about you. Look. So, I mean, that's that's the. Oh, because I know he'll like it no matter what. Like, cause you know. He always thinks I'm hot because something broken in his head. But like, no, I'll, don't I'll say, don't say him. shit like that. Take that back right now. You're a very attractive lady. Thanks. So there, right. there. So there, there. I, I said it. I will polite talk <laughs> to you. That's for you, but not for that part of you, because I have no <laughs> opinion about that. No I'm not coming. I'm not I going to that show. Like, there's not a chance. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> like, and his family, like, um, actually surprised me when I was extremities. Like, I didn't know that they were coming, and I was like, you need to, like, talk to them. They can't just show up unexpectedly to this Were you show. naked in extremities, too? No, no. But, like, I'm just saying, like, they did that, and it was a nice surprise, right? Because I was like, oh, I had no idea you guys were coming. What did you think? Like, it is kind of a, a brutal show, but, like, so I was sort of, like, it's not really their fair, right? Like, it wasn't like I was in something nice or, like, Shakespeare, where it's like, you should totally come see me being Shakespeare. You know what I mean? Like, it's cultured or whatever it was. Well, it's a just keep bit... in mind, just keep in mind what they're seeing today. Just keep in mind... <laughs> What everybody in the world is seeing today, you talking about cum. Just I know. a bunch of you talking about cum. But that's like, that, like, perfect example. Like, I wouldn't invite his family. Like, oh, his, they'll see like, I wouldn't invite them to come see my, us. Do, I wouldn't be like, you should totally download our Star Trek podcast. Like, they know I do it. I but don't now, encourage them to listen to it. now it's out there. And curiosity. It. You know, my mom would never listen to the show. I guarantee she's watched the trailer. I can guarantee. Like, like it's this thing's going wide, baby. This thing's going <laughs> wide. So there we go. Um, what else is? Oh, uh, duh, 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 duh. so yeah. No, when you see somebody naked in a show, I couldn't see it because it would be you. And then, then what happens, right? What if you're naked and like I feel a twinge, and I'm like, <laughs> then I'm really confused. And I'm just like, ah, ah, I saw. Um, a show of, of Titus Andronicus, because my friend Arthur was in it, um, at uh, the Washington Shakespeare Company, whichever one is not the the Shakespeare Theater, but the one that was like next to the Actors Center that was like butt back behind the Pentagon. I think I know what um, you're talking about, yeah. Um, so, uh, great space, cool space, but not like the Shakespeare Theater. Um, right. And I saw one there, um, and, and there is, uh, in Titus Andronicus, there's a horrible rape scene. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. Um, but because there was a naked actress on stage, and I'd never seen a naked actress on stage before, I couldn't even think about the fact that it was a rape scene. I was just like, she's naked. <laughs> oh my God, you're such like, a fucking ten-year-old boy. Like, boobies and boobies. She's naked boobs. Pushy out there, and and, and like like I I'm trying to be professional, and I've and I have in you know, in later years, like because I've had to direct people. I was who gonna were say, undressed. I remember what what was it in in. 
ninjas versus Zom- zombies, zombies was the that first you time had a, that you had a nude woman on. Yeah, on... and and even then I was like, I remember I was protecting the door. You were like, it is very well, important. Was, and, and you know what? She was here. very cool. She was a she was the one who was kind of like, it's okay, because I was there like not making eye contact. I know like, you're like, I don't know what like, but it's, it's you're okay. so weird about it. Like she's like, she knows she's supposed to be naked. Like it's okay. She's like cool with it, but like like afterward because I knew somebody who was who was in this show and because I couldn't even think of it being a rape scene because I knew the meta knowledge that this isn't a rape this is an actress this is someone who's she's going to go home and like have a cast party tonight like I like I, <laughs> I can't get to the fact that that this is a character being raped and on right. TV I can, but in this and I'm you're like forced from it. It's not right in front yeah. of you, I guess. Um, you and, have and, the ability to to sort of magically think that that's a real yeah. person somewhere, like, and so, that's happening. So afterward, I met her, and I didn't know what to say. I was yeah. like, "Nice breasts." <laughs> I didn't say that. That's not what I said. I know. I have, I, I have a little bit of feeling like I don't know if I'm going to ever go out after the shows. Like I have a little bit of like I'm just going to slink off somewhere because like, I don't know if I can handle it. Like if I met her now, I'd like it would be a different thing. But like in the in the immediate in moments immediate after. Moment, it's like I, I just saw you naked. I don't know what to say. Like because I was Cause, actually also in the article from that movie theater that we, uh, we saw Sparks at. I was reading this article um, about – uh, it was, I think it was called, it was about a, um, the largest member or something like that. It was basically a documentary about like penises in film and like, and penises in, in entertainment and the fact that we don't ever see penises. Like we're always talking about, I love blue penis, right? Cause it was penis. I didn't care if it was CG penis, it was penis. Like, and a lot of people talk about like on Game of Thrones, like they used to get a bunch of shit because, um, they have all these naked women left and right, boobies here, boobies there. And like, no, no nudity on the men's part. And so, like, now they've been throwing in dicks, and somebody was telling me, like, I don't watch the show, but someone was saying, like, now they've kind of done a bit of a dick overload, like, there's just dick everywhere. Which, Is there a dick on Game of Thrones? Apparently. Like, at least now. There wasn't, though, right? And I was Spoiler like, yeah. alert! Spoiler alert. I mean, the thing is, there should have been, right? Like, there's so much sex in the books, and, like... The problem, what happens is that goes on a TV and, like, we're fine with having naked women all over the place. Like, we'll do yes, that. Yes, we are. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. But you have a dick. Everybody goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, and it's so interesting this, you know. Yeah, but what if you had, like, a wide open beaver on in a movie? Like, then you'd be like, They have oh. it all the time. Like, I mean, they, like. They don't have you wide don't have, open. You don't have like a shot inside, but I mean, there have been plenty of like, na- like full on naked, like that's the thing, shaved right? down there, like but you know what I mean, like, like but not like the labia minora, you know, like her, that. Her that, lips that. aren't like spread so you can like gaze into her vagina, but I'm just saying, like it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's not any different than a penis or even a dude's back end, like just showing his ass is like, that's you. Know, whoa, whoa. You know, like I mean, it's, dude's ass I'm used to, but I mean like my, I will say this: there was an overabundance of vagina in the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, yeah. and only one like butt shot. And I kind of felt like to be fair, that's like, what I, I'm I, saying. like we, be, as a, as like a society, like, as a consumer, as, as thinking like Alexia wants to see this sometime. I was like, that? why is there no Leo, Leo cock? And like, it, and so he actually in the article they mentioned all the times you get to see Ewan McGregor's penis. Yeah. And I was like, I have to watch these movies. How did I not know? Because I. Oh, Velvet, Velvet, Velvet Goldmine. Yeah. There was yeah. There's one where he does like, and they were like, and there's a scene where he does naked cartwheels just so you can see it from every possible angle. And I'm like, yeah. awesome. 
awesome. I have to see this film. But I, have like, see, I have to see Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Right? <laughs> um, and then I was like, but what would happen if I ever actually met him? Because like, I, like I said, I have like a, like a huge actor crush on Ewan McGregor, right? So like... I don't like even know if like if if I was ever in his presence, like I wouldn't know how to behave, and I well, feel like the question, if I the had seen his be... penis, what would happen? As I well, the first thing that would come out of my mouth would be like, "Hi." Yeah, but penis. but here's <laughs> but like, here's the... it was nice. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? It's like if you had just seen his penis, but like if you'd seen his penis along with the rest of his body of work. You know, like, if you've seen his penis, but then you saw, like, five or six other movies that he didn't show his penis in, that you might be, like, totally normal. But no, if, like, I don't you, think I would, like, because I would have seen his penis, penis, like, 15 minutes beforehand, <laughs> right there, and it's a play, so it doesn't cut away. Right. Like, the only way that it's going away is if you look away, you which look you can't away. look away. Of course um, you don't. <laughs> like, and then you're out there, and you're like, hi. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed watching you get naked raped. I'm going to go home so you don't get me arrested. You know, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, one last thing. Um, before we go, um, as we wrap up this episode, we did see a movie last we week. Did. We did. We actually had to see each out. other in person. It was awesome. Um, and uh, and we saw Sparks. And it is so good. Directed by Chris Foligno, um, starring Ashley Bell and uh, Clancy Brown from you know the Kurgan. If anybody remembers the Kurgan from Highlander, yeah, I bet none of you know who that is. And and William Cat, <laughs> the greatest American hero, and even our friend Daniel Ross. Yay! Um, but we got to we got we were specially invited by Daniel to come join. We got to talk to Chris, uh, and we got to uh, meet Ashley Bell, and um, and it was great. It was fun. So, it was so much fun. Like, I mean, I had such an unbelievable bat. They were so much fun. The movie was so good. Like, and I actually um, just went like based on Daniel, you know, inviting me. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't go watch the trailer or try to find anything out about the movie. Like, I kind of didn't want to. Like, every once in a while, I like to like pick a movie like out of Netflix or something without reading or having any idea what it is and just play it and see what happens. Like, I like being surprised like that. And I didn't really know what I was in for. I just knew that, you know, Daniel invited me to this thing and he was involved with it. I was like, well, I love Daniel. And, like, I be bet... Fun to, be fun to meet the greatest American hero. Let's go. And, yeah, I was like, let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. Like, and I, had, I didn't even know you were going to be there. Like, because you're, you know, you're always... It's hard for you to get out, you know? So, I was like, when you were there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm excited! And Justin's here, too! And then, of course, we were all ridiculous together. And... Yeah. I got to hug we, hung out, we hung out with Mike, with Mike Doherty and, and Jay Spence. We did, we did. And, and, and of course, was, me and Mike were terrible to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and then there, well, it's so funny because I'm, rem I'm remembering back when we when we first did Shore Leave and you hadn't met Mike really yet and you were like, you were like you totally bogarted all Mike's time. And then like, I and know, like, because I really wanted to meet him and like, hang out with him. I was like, I feel like he's a cool guy. Like, I know we like a lot of the same stuff. And then like but, you did, you like totally stole him away and like interviewed him alone. I was like, you bastard. And then, and then, and then, fast forward like a year later, and it's just like you and him making fun of sad me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Vengeance that's why you voted him is. in the first place. You fucking knew that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> so, um, this is great. This has been fun. Um, uh, so we're gonna go because we're gonna like have to come back in a while, in like ten days, and record another <laughs> one. Record another. We're not gonna press stop now. And then record something immediately after. That would be ridiculous. We'd um, never do that. Never. So, um, cool. This is fine. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trick off. Trick off, bitches.
You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.